Oh man. <clears throat> Late game. Well, I was gonna say it's. I mean, it's good. We don't really have a lot to talk about, and you know, we yeah. can just kind of see what comes up. You know, yeah. what what strikes our fancy in terms of the plethora of topics going on in the wonderful off season of yeah, the NFL. Yeah. I mean. I mean anything. There's nothing going on right now. Yeah, There's right. zero news. Like, like, if only one thing was happening, just one if thing. Only there was one thing that could consume all of our attention, <laughs> all the sports world's attention. If only there was one thing that could happen that just. You know, I I think the NFL does this this stuff on purpose because it's like the off season. Right. Should, there's no reason to pay attention to the NFL. Right. Right. Unless this was going on. And all of a sudden, when does this come out? Mm-hmm. After the draft. Yeah. See. Yeah. Mm. That big. That's fell between the draft and like training camp where yep. they don't get any press. There's nothing nothing. But NFL. now now. Yeah. Look at this. NFL, <laughs> I don't know. NFL networks ratings are probably through the roof. I mean, they're ignoring their normal uh, football life and top ten and ice bowl and all of the other I stuff haven't that I have seen the ice bowl in days. I, it's been hours <laughs> since I've heard of the ice bowl being on NFL network. Oh uh, man. Wow. Yeah. Well obviously to longtime listener Craig, who yeah, will be paying more attention than ever, I think, <laughs> if that's even possible. Oh, man. Um, we appreciate your support. Feel for you, Craig. But uh, there's this whole thing is just crazy um, in terms yeah. of everything about it. I mean, just the the two sides that we've heard of of you know you've got Patriot fans that are like, oh well, this is just this is you know, there's no. There's no validity to it. It's just some guy making a report. It's like, well, it's some guy that the league hired to investigate and make a report. I mean, I don't know how much more validity you need to it than that. Than, yeah, because there's no know. one else who is going to do this. I mean, yeah. we were talking earlier. It's not like the Patriots are going to hire a guy to investigate. Yeah, it. yeah. It's, like, oh, it's not like some guy's just going to volunteer. I'll do it, I'll do it yeah, for free. I mean, so somebody has to hire the guy to do it. So right. I think that the fact that they hired somebody to investigate, he's an outside dude. You know, he's out. He's not. Yeah. He's not normally employed by the league, right? Right. It's pretty independent. Um, it's pretty credible, from what I've heard. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure the league gave him direction on the uh, standard of evidence and all those kind of things that they're yeah. trying to meet. Yeah. And I think that's why the whole thing's worded as it's more likely than not. That's. I think that's as far as right. I know. That's the direction. Like that's how the rules are worded. So they wanted to like, does it meet? The, you know, does it meet the criteria laid out in the rules? Yeah. And I mean, to to my knowledge, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I'm pretty sure of that. Uh, so anything that sounds like a phrase of, you know, probable or not, or most likely but not entirely possible, these are like these are legal terms, and that you know you can't say anything as factual unless you know that it's factual. So you can't say like, oh, for sure these things went on. It's just there's like how much evidence do you need? Before you can actually believe that, yeah, something probably did go on. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, you don't have videotape of Tom telling the guy to yeah, do sure. the balls under the league limit. Right. You don't have, um, you know, there's no kind of smoking gun or something. Right. I think what the <clears throat> the report seemed to try to do is try to put together like what's what's reasonable based on what we know. So it lays out what what do they know? Yeah. Um, what's his name takes the balls after like when he wasn't supposed to into yep. a locked room um, or the bathroom i've heard both uh, in 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 several different situations yeah Um, you know and that like all the all the all the actual facts yeah and based on that what's the most likely thing that that, right you know that probably happened right Mm -hmm. so um i don't know i guess it's possible these guys were acting on their own sure and you know there there are Equipment managers, or, or I don't know exact what position that have been suspended by the Patriots, and you know it's a a very indefinite sounding suspension. And for them to get reinstated by the league, they have to go through some protocols and measures that involve going right through the commissioner. I mean, there, there's there were some heavy handed things that came down from the organization, but you know, um, I think that the the real like conversation that comes up is. How responsible do we really think Brady is for for all of this, if mm-hmm. any of this? Yeah. And if so, you know, is four games enough in terms of a suspension? Hmm. No, or is it too much? I mean, the, there's 
It's um right, and not for too much. Yeah, yeah. There are kind of arguments on both sides of that. I mean, so if you're a Patriots fan, you almost certainly don't think Tommy had anything to do with it, mm -hmm. right? If you are not a Patriots fan, you probably think he did. I mean, it's I don't know that there's a lot of opinions in between. Yeah, you know, like it kind of just comes down to like where your loyalties fall, right? Because it's left up to interpretation, <clears throat> and there isn't you know hard hard evidence. Yeah, I mean. I think it's probably likely that he knew something about it. That's kind of where I um, – that's, that's the line that I kind of draw to. I don't know if he was the, uh, the architect of all this stuff or anything like that or the, the, he was the one driving it. But, I mean, we're not hearing about – and maybe, maybe there's more to this than that, like uh, in terms of the point I'm going to make where, oh, did they, did they go and ask for Stephen Ridley's phone? Did they go and ask for Julian Edelman's phone? Did they ask yeah. for Rob Gronkowski's phone? Did they ask for – a whole and every other team, every other player on the team, were all their phones confiscated and and searched in terms of? Yeah, but doesn't I mean know. the quarterback has a special relationship with with his balls? Sure, literally. <laughs> Sorry, it's, 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 none it's, of those jokes will be made. I know. All oh, right, yeah. okay, I'll refrain. Anyway, <laughs> um, I mean, he's probably the only one who would actually want the balls to be a certain sure, you know, inflated to a certain amount. The thing is, like, it's so. What I think might have happened, here's like if I, if I just could guess. Sure. You know, Tom's like, you know, I like him a little softer than than what the league allows. You know, just take a little bit of air out of him, but don't you know, don't go crazy. Yep. And then the guys with the needle in the bathroom, like, I wants to make it quick, and so he's kind of imprecise about it. Yeah. Because they came in, they were all over the place. They were. Oh yeah. Most of them were under the the limit, but they were. It was a quite a big yeah, range. Somewhere he, like um, vastly under and somewhere slightly under. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I don't know who was on NFL network yesterday. It might've been Heath Schuler was a former teammate was saying, you know, everything I know about Tom Brady is that if they were going to be under, they were all going to be under by 0. 0.5. Right. I mean, one, there's one, nothing one about Tom Brady in terms of the competitiveness and, and who he's been on the field in terms of whatever, like the quarterbacks in nature, usually the better ones are like meticulous, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and I, I think we've both read, Various articles about like the the type of notes he takes during meetings and like the how we, you know the how how he breaks down film versus like how he breaks down film with the team then does it all by himself mm -hmm. alone to sort of absorb it even more like then calls Belichick at two in the morning say I yeah, saw this thing on the yeah right yeah I mean like <laughs> I don't know. exactly I I, I second There's that a reason he's where he is right I second that in terms of they would all be under like they would all be exactly the same kind of inflation yeah but i mean if so that would be harder to pull off that's that's the problem like the guy instead of having just a needle that he could like hide easily he'd have mm. to have a something with a gauge and probably a pump to like if he went too under he would have to pump it back up a little bit yeah. like it's it's just it's more you know it's one i don't know i think it's actually more likely that the guy you know he like it was somewhat imprecise and like they yep. feel he would feel the balls that he, that had been prepared he said yep. i want to use this one right you know, and like there's kind of a range or something. Yeah. So I think that, I don't know, I think it's likely that Tommy did have something to do with it, but whether he probably never explicitly gave, like, I want him under the league limit yep. as, a, as a direction or right. something, right? Yeah. So there's kind of, you know, that's, possible deniability yeah. on his part. And that's where the, the line kind of gets murky there in terms of, you know, whatever side of the line you're on for that would dictate what side of the line you're on for how harsh is his punishment? Should it have been more? Should it have been less? Like what? Whatever the deal. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, it, let's talk about the punishments. Maybe. Yeah. So I read a couple things or an article that was saying that um that in a couple of cases that were sort of similar. Yep. The league didn't come anywhere near this kind of punishment. Mm -hmm. So there's one where uh, I can't remember which team it was, Tampa Bay or Miami or somebody was rubbing the balls with some kind of adhesive. Like okay. they had a towel that had adhesive yeah. on it. They are rubbing the balls to make the ball stickier. Yeah. Um, I think they got fined $20,000. Right. The team did. Yeah. And there was another one where, I can't remember what the exact thing was. It had something to do with the balls. They were, oh, they are heating the balls on the sideline. I've cold, heard of that. Yeah, game. yeah. And they got a warning. Yeah. And in this case, million dollars, two draft picks, and four-game suspension from your future Hall of Famer. Right. Right, so it seems a little out of proportion Yeah. If you when you compare it to similar offenses in the past sure so what is he is he really being punished for that or is he being punished for not cooperating or like what's yeah the... that's that's a good question and i think the not cooperating comes to it and that just sort of this is where perspective and kind of like you know how you like how you approach situations uh from a mental perspective comes into it right they're asking tom brady at some point during this 
during this report, they make it clear that they were asking him to give up his phone uh, merely just for, or, or clearly just for them to look through it, see if there were any text messages exchanged that involved, you know, the arrangement of or scheduling of or following up or anything pertaining to mm-hmm. deflating footballs, right? Now, totally could understand if Tom didn't want to give up his phone for any reasons in terms of like, eh, it's personal information on there. I don't really want, you know, any of that getting out there. But well, they were, a- were going to have it. It was going to go through the lawyer. So the lawyer was going to collect the information off the right. phone and then provide it to them. Yeah. And they would never have the actual phone. Exactly. So, I mean, as I was reading through it, I was kind of like getting, you know, these thoughts come like thoughts come in of like, oh, well, I don't know. I wouldn't really want to give up my phone either in, in yeah. certain situations. <laughs> but then, you know. I hear, I read more and more, and it's like, oh, well, they weren't going to, like, dig through his pictures or, right. or do anything like that. You know, it was going to be more like, oh, no, we're just trying to look for these, like, core elements, and mm-hmm. that's it. We're not going to, like, you can have your phone back, and it's good. And the thing is, like, they already had the phones of the, the equipment guys, right? Yeah, yeah. So any text messages that were exchanged with them were mm-hmm. already, they already knew. Mm-hmm. So what were they look, looking for? Were they looking for texts to Giselle saying, hey, I, inflated, I deflated the balls again, or... <laughs> I mean, right. like, what were they looking for? Yeah, you know? yeah, that's what that's what's it's curious to me. But at the same time, like, if you try to make the argument of like, well, how is this like how is this Brady's fault specifically in terms of he gets a four game suspension? Well, why wouldn't he just give up his phone if he there was nothing to there's nothing there? It's kind of yeah. like I don't know. I, it's like if you if you've been around people that have had a problem with you know telling the truth sometimes. I'm not saying Brady's like a pathological liar or anything, but in in context, I've been around some people before that like, you know, you can kind of catch them in lies at sometimes, yep. right? at some yep. points, right? And they're usually when their back's totally against the wall, it's something of the like, well, you don't trust me? Like, why wouldn't you trust me? Is like what you hear from these people. Yeah. And it's like, that's kind of what I'm getting is this like, oh, let us look at your phone or let, let your lawyer dig through your phone and he can give us our information. Well, well, no. Why do you need my phone? Like, no, you don't need. You know, you don't need my phone. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, I had nothing to do with this, and I knew nothing about it. It's like, well, then just give up your phone. You know, like I, yeah, I yeah. just feel like in terms of getting the the negative, like the dark cloud over or the the shroud of of whether or not he was involved. I think there's an easy way out, or at least a moderately easy way out. You yeah. know, of removing yourself from the proceedings, right? Yeah, I think it's it's sort of a case of the. The league wanted to show who's in charge. Right. Like who's the boss, right? Like, yeah. you don't cooperate with us, then you're going to get a, a big penalty, right? Like, four games. That's right. two million bucks. Yeah, two. that's and that's you know, huge. What, are, I mean, what's, what the hell is his salary? That's two, oh. two, that's two million. That's 500,000 games, so eight he, million bucks. He, whatever, right? yeah, so, like he, he restructured his salary often to, yeah. to move around and give wiggle room to the team and stuff. So two is million it? dollars he's yeah. giving up. It's not yeah. really the four games. I mean, yeah. It is it kind is. of the four games. They can it still. Is. I still think they'll win two out of those four games and be fine. I I would be surprised if they were better or worse than two and two in those two games. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I mean, I think that you know we were looking at their schedule a minute ago. If we dive back into it, so they play Pittsburgh, then the Bills, and the Jags. They have a bye week, and then they play at uh, Dallas. Right. So Pittsburgh at home to open the season. That's a Thursday night. And then short week at the Bills, but I mean it's it's at the Bills. They know how to play yeah. there. They know how to travel there. Yeah, you know that they could win that first week because yeah, you have a whole off season prepared for that game. Right. You you get Jimmy Garoppolo ready for that game. It may be the game only game he ever wins in his life, but he'll win that game. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Bills are probably going to come out and smack him in the face and actually beat him. You beat the Jags, and I think it's pretty tough to as a for Jimmy to go into Dallas and. And beat Dallas, you know, without for the Patriots to beat Dallas without Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could go in as we dig deeper on this. I could go into a lot of different scenarios where they win all of these games, and I could go in different scenarios where two and two makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but the difference between two and two and three and one, I mean, that could easily be like you know just whatever one or two plays as it normally could sure. be. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think four games is going to be like the end of the world for their season, but, but when they started, they started slow last year. I remember them yeah. having to, you know, these like kind of crazy comebacks and all the yeah. stuff that they had to do. And um, because, you know, if they if say they are one and three, they're they can still easily come back and be in the playoffs. And, yeah, you know, I don't think yeah. that's 
you know, it's not going to hurt him that way. It, it's it is two million bucks for Tommy. Sure. Um, even more than the million dollars that the the team is getting fined. Uh, right. And you know, a first rounder and then a fourth rounder the next year. That's it's pretty significant because you know the Patriots they trade that first rounder for like you know four picks, or something, <laughs> right? They trade back and like yeah, yeah. No, and and I mean you know in terms of. There was a while there where you could easily say they didn't need a first-round pick and what have you, but I think they're beyond that point in terms of losses through free agency or just yeah. trying to rebolster the roster in terms of future needs and stuff. I think they're at a place now over the last two years or so, three years, where they actively do put use into that first-round pick. And, yeah, yeah. you know, like, if if this free agency leading up to the draft is any indication, right, you lose a guy like Will Fork who's so important to your team and your defense – if you did have a first round pick, I mean, you I think mu- they did that as a cost cutting measure for the like for the, the cafeteria. Oh right, well that's I mean, <laughs> maybe they knew this was going to happen. They're like, yeah. we're gonna we're about to lose a million dollars. Yeah, that's what it costs to feed Vince Wolfork exactly. in a year. So maybe we have no chance yeah. of, of feeding him. Maybe the fans who are trying to raise money and pay the million bucks should, should just should think of that. <laughs> like they already saved that money. That's probably not. It's probably not true. Over, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna err on the side of all right, probably right. not. Yeah, but it's a great idea. Yeah. Um, but you know, if like they, if they lo- lose a guy like Wolfork this year and don't have a first round pick, well, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, yeah, defense tackles a huge need, and that's what you, you know, would expect them to draft. Mm-hmm. If they don't have the ability to do that, I mean, it just puts you in all these circumstances. So yeah, it's easy for teams that are good to not have a first round pick and still do fine. Seattle hasn't had a first round pick the last two years, uh, what two years in a row, right? Um, and you know they've made two Super Bowls. It's like, you can you can do some things, but a first round pick losing multiple first round picks, or you never know what year first round pick is going to be like so important to your franchise. So yeah, I don't I don't call it just a wash in terms of the first round pick. Um, and they use a they lose a fourth the next year. Yeah, you know. That's where they would actually probably find a, the next the next superstar. Right? The fourth round. <laughs> the first round is going to flame yeah. out. And the, fourth round for them. Oh, man. That's, that's where the money is made. That's right. There'd be some guard who would play for the next 15 years. Yeah, and right. They're going to miss out on him. Yeah, they'd find the next uh, I don't know, Logan Mankins. Yeah. Oh. With a trade away oh, man. at a weird time. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I think the punishments... The other thing that's kind of weird about it is that you know the team is getting penalized so so heavily when the report was very clear that Kraft and Belichick basically there's no evidence they had anything to do with it. Yeah. And the team is still getting slapped yeah. pretty hard. And is that is that where most of this um, uh, you know most of this fervor from the uh, fan base? coming of like the league being against the Patriots. Do you think that's where that's coming from in terms of how Probably. I don't think it has to do with Tom I mean Tommy that much. Yeah. I don't know why I keep calling him Tommy. It's like I you, live in you, I mean, is he not giving up his phone because it's like he's been I'm from Cape, Cape Cod. Whole time? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, you don't want to see what's on there. <laughs> we all do. Uh, yeah, I I think that the the everything that I've read about this and and heard about it, you know, it has to do with the fact that at some point, um, whether it's just Belichick or it was other people as well in the in the organization, that just stopped, you know, giving up their their like they stopped answering questions about it, they stopped pursuing it, they stopped, you know, being responsive about any of it. I think that's why a lot of the a lot of the million dollars and two draft picks and stuff comes from. Yeah. Yeah, some of that stuff sounded a little bit like uh, Al Davis. You know, like just the paranoia. Back of, in the day. Yeah, the, the the league league has it out for us and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I just don't think that's at all true. I mean, Kraft is one of the more kind of popular, powerful owners in the league. I mean, yeah. Like, Up there with Jerry Jones and a couple other other people. Yeah, I mean, what I'm hearing from, you know, Patriots <clears throat> fans that are calling into radio stations everywhere and are saying like, oh, well, the other owners hate Kraft and the league hates Kraft and everything. It's like, I mean, some of that might be true. Maybe there's people that don't like him. But in general, Goodell works for the owners. Yeah. And him pissing off Kraft wouldn't make any sense if it were Goodell just coming down and being like a jerk about this, right? The other owners, due to revenue sharing and everything like that, why would they want the Patriots to do poorly? Yeah. From a, from a financial That's true. standpoint. Yeah. 
You know, it's like the Patriots come to town and you're not a good team. You still want to sell tickets. Oh, yeah. You know, there's there's just nothing that comes to, comes to mind of like, oh, yeah, yeah the league really wants the, – the league's tired of the Patriots doing well. <laughs> the league's really tired of them. I don't you know? think that's it. Yeah. I just don't – it doesn't – there's no gravity to that with me. Right. You know, like, yeah, it doesn't ring true. They've – I mean, they've gone as far – as a league, they've gone as far as bringing in two, two, two rules to the game – that were directly a result of Tom Brady getting sacked. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like you got the tuck rule, up, like you know everything goes with that, and everything that helped launch the the, the dynasty that they've been for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you got you know when he was <clears throat> when he was hurt in game one, the hit the hit to the knee, which I think hits to the knee. Those are where I start. That's where I I do agree with all, a lot has been said about. How you can't touch quarterbacks or whatever, but right. hit to the knee. I'm I'm in favor of that. You mm-hmm. can't hit a quarterback at their knee. You, you shouldn't hit him hard in the head either. But like when yeah. that whole, I mean, the thing that well, sorry, this is a bit of a tangent, sure. but the when when a quarterback gets sacked and the guy kind of grazes his hand, his head with his hand or something, and they call a penalty. I, yeah, that stuff pisses me yeah. off. That's not football. No, I agree with that. I, but anyway, I, you're right. The two rules that they've yeah. made for going down, like hitting him low, uh, low enough to where like. <clears throat> your point of contact is his knee or around his knee or whatever like yep. that I'm not in favor of you know so the the league has been trying to make sure that Tom in particular has been able to you know be like a a forefront figure of the league for for a long time now yeah um well plus you know the league um it was Tom and Peyton and one or two other quarterbacks who actually came up with the idea to have each Team bring, bring their own balls, balls to, yeah. the, to the game, so it's kind of a it's just kind of ironic that this has come back to them. maybe they're holding a grudge about that. Like, oh, you guys pressured us into this. Uh, that's uh, yeah, you're gonna get mad <laughs> uh, eleven years later or whatever it was, <laughs> six years later. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. I remember when that came out. Uh, I'm sorry, I remember that happening. Yeah, but I don't remember when exactly that was. But exactly, I mean, they you know, it'd be it just it doesn't it it doesn't make sense for me to. Yeah, none of the conspiracy theories make exactly, sense to me. Yeah. Exactly, that's the perfect word for it. Um, so, what do you do? You think do you think he did it? What, what where do you fall on the like the culpability scale? Uh, and that's I think this is where you know it's probably potato potato at this point, if you will. That's tomato but, tomato, obviously. Uh, it could be. It could, <laughs> um, it could be Tom Tommy. We don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that things were obviously done in the footballs. With the like the variation in pressure that they were able to yeah. to find, um, whether or not it was Tom doing it, I I feel like the the whole phone thing makes me think that there's there's more to this in terms of like just trying to like shield stuff from coming to light. Um, yeah. So overall, yeah, I do I do think he was behind it, but I just I don't know if it was for one game. I don't know if it's in general. This is how he likes you know his footballs to be, and then. Over time, they've just gone like crazier and crazier with it, and you know he might have put the first pebble in that became the snowball, or yeah. you know he helped. It, I don't know, but I think I think everything else with it is it's sort of like foregone conclusion now. Like what he's suspended for four weeks. The yeah. best thing that can come out of this from his camp is appeal and maybe get it down to two games. And that's, yeah, yeah, that's I, a strong maybe. I think that's that's probably pretty likely. I think. Just based on kind of public reaction to it and everything, and just the kind of the heated debate it's it's generating, yeah. I could easily see an arbitrator coming in, somebody outside the league coming in and saying, "Well, no, two two games is probably more appropriate." Just based on, you know, or maybe a fine is more appropriate or something. Just based on how they've treated other cases that are similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have to say that the uh, whoever comes up with the league schedule is they they should get a raise. Yeah. Because there's the whole Mariota Winston thing in week one, right? But then, the week that Brady comes back, it's to play the Colts, the team that, you know, kind of accused him of, of doing this. If so, only there was something to talk about that. that <laughs> um, I think the only team that would be, there's probably only two teams that would get anywhere near the amount of attention that that game is going to get now. Um, oh my God! If he was coming back to play the Broncos, obviously him and Peyton, it's another yeah, sure. step to the like. And then we've the seen that sixteen times. Yeah, but so. I mean, with them, the legacy stuff always comes up. <clears throat> this would come mm-hmm. up in discussion of his legacy now, just in terms of like these are tarnishes. I'm not saying yep. take rings away. I'm not saying anything like that. 
I'm just saying these come up in those situations. Or if you played the Ravens, where there was all the talk about like ineligible receiver and all that stuff that was going on. Yeah. There's only those teams that would get this much attention in terms of the media and how they're going to be swirling for that. But um, I think, I mean, I think of, of those three too, I think the Colts are a little bit above oh, the other two as there's, well. Cause there's it's, no other team that they could be playing that would be getting yeah. this crazy amount of attention. And I wouldn't want to be the Colts that day because he's going to come back pissed off oh, and yeah. I mean, and out to prove something. And when he's in that mode, there's is really no stopping oh, yeah. him. You know, and that's I think we both say that part of our sort touching back on our earlier point of like, oh, we don't think this is going to be detrimental to, you know, their entire season or yeah. whether or not they make the playoffs or whether or not they make a run in the playoffs, all that. <clears throat> and part of that I think is because I think we both know when when Tom Brady comes back focused and aggravated and pissed off, it's it's a different Tom Brady, mm-hmm. which is not even saying that the non-pissed-off Tom Brady is not good. The non-pissed-off Tom <laughs> Brady is quite good. Oh, yeah. The, over, the crazy competitive, you know, yelling at everybody to make sure they're on point, yeah. um, wants to win the game at all costs, Tom Brady is the one we're going to see. He's oh, yeah. He's going to come out swinging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be, it'll be good theater, if nothing else. But I think it is likely that he'll come back against the Jaguars, which is like, who cares? Right. <laughs> I really feel bad for them. The, the difference between it being a two-week and a three-week one is actually quite its quite significant, yeah. whereas not just, obviously, he plays more games, but it's, um, you know, oh, the Thursday night game to open the season against against Pittsburgh, then you play the Bills that next Sunday. It's a short week. If it was two, two games or two weeks, yeah. he'd really, he wouldn't miss that much. Right? I, they'll play Thursday, and then won't they play the Sunday after that Sunday? So oh, they'll have right. a... It's not a short week. Yeah, it's a long week to that it's one too. So okay. actually, I think that, that that actually means that they could win both those games. They'll have extra time to prepare. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of scheme around yeah. Jimmy. So and, and say they say they <laughs> that'd be pretty crazy if they suspended him for two games and they won both those games. Right, and then it's like oh. And then and then he comes back, still comes back pissed <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, because he's gonna be, <laughs> he's gonna be bad no matter what coming from this. I mean, the last time the oh, Patri- man. the last time the hammer came down on the Patriots. Um, they ran through the entire league. Oh yeah, and went, the year after Spygate, right? Yeah, they went bananas on everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom came out clearly wanting like blood. Uh, Belichick wanted it and make a point to the league. Oh yeah, uh, and they set records every which way you possibly can. Yep, yep. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> Uh, I, I I don't know I I don't think I don't I don't overlook what you were saying about when this report coming out being something that I love to, <laughs> yeah. to know you know like, uh-huh. like who decided to let this out right now yeah um, because yeah I don't put any of this past the NFL in terms of being able to like keep people engaged and and yeah they could have easily they probably could have had this ready before the draft but then it would have been a distraction away from the draft and as it was you know they got to kind of you know, showcase the draft for three days and all right. that kind of stuff and, and, and have that whole pageantry and blah, and blah, blah. with the draft, you're talking about the first time the draft's away from New York. Yeah. You don't want anything but the draft being this new, exciting dra- version of the draft right. to be the discussion point. So, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. I mean, it, it's kind of sucks for... That's the real conspiracy theory. That's what we should be talking about. <laughs> well, I wonder if the, the Patriots had any idea that Tom was going to get suspended before the draft because it kind of... Affects maybe how maybe it doesn't affect how you draft. I mean, it's quarterback, right? I don't think so drafts a quarterback um, in that case when they just they got Garoppolo, Garoppolo yeah. last year. I mean, that just it would be to me that'd be like overly reactionary, which yeah. I don't think they ever are. Yeah, I think they're quite measured in most of their approaches, especially the draft. But I guess if know. a player was going to be suspended for the whole season or something, then right, you'd want a heads up before the draft. Yeah, that's that's a completely different story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If that were the case, oh man, the outrage would be. Totally understandable. Yeah. And even more than it is, which yeah. was would be hard to believe. Right. It's pretty <laughs> crazy. Some of the things I've heard on the radio. Oh. Patriots Nation. I'd love to know what Craig thinks about this. Craig, we'd love you to call in. We don't have a phone, but... You can call either one of us. <laughs> uh, by the time you hear this, I would still like to know how you feel about it. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Anything else to say about... Deflate gate. Uh, I, I'll touch on real quick just about, 
I guess, legacy. Um, yeah. Which doesn't sound like a quick topic point, but that's all right. I'll uh, try and go into it. Um, I think when you talk about the, the things that have happened in terms of what the league has come down on the Patriots for in the last, I don't know, few years. Yeah. Uh, there's just the, the Spygate stuff we mentioned. Um, there's this stuff. You know, does it tarnish their legacy in terms of winning all the Super Bowls and stuff? Uh, to me, until it's proven that these things that they did, whether it was the filming or whether it was the deflating, whether those things happened in the Super Bowl yeah. and whether those happened in those games, it's kind of hard for me to, to like totally pull away those those games from them in terms of yeah. historical you know impact. You have a much better chance of winning the Super Bowl if you're in the Super Bowl. There, that is completely true. <laughs> Just there's, want to point that out. There's no there's no argument for that. But it's more like okay, we know that these happened. So do you want like I guess to me it's like where do you stop the bleeding of it, right? Do you yeah. stop the bleeding at okay they did this these things we know they did them we don't know how much they did them we're gonna assume they did them for a while. Yeah. But we don't know if they did them forever or they just had been doing them forever and then got caught doing them. Like, yeah. that's kind of where I differentiate. And then as long as that sort of, like, fine line isn't really uh, designated for me, I, I don't think it's going to hurt his legacy in terms of Super Bowls. Yeah. yeah. In terms of wins, all that stuff, then that's a totally different story to me. Yeah, and it's, I don't know, the, the Spygate thing to me is almost more uh, more disturbing because it's, it's clearly, like, the organization kind of going out of its way to do something outside the rules right. to gain a competitive advantage. Like if it, you know, if the walls are a little under underinflated, I mean, I don't know that it helps them that much. Yeah. In that even in that game where they came back and the balls were properly inflated the second half, they actually yeah. did better, right? Yeah. So maybe Tommy doesn't even know how he likes his balls. <laughs> sorry. You're not sorry. Ah, I'm not sorry, you're right. <laughs> um so, yeah. Well, I mean, so in terms of his legacy, what do you think this does? It's another. Uh, it's, how many asterisks need to be there before you're mm-hmm. like, hey? I mean, the thing is, I don't. I, what I don't get is, I don't think he needs to do any of this stuff, and he would still be winning ninety nine percent of the stuff that he wins. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, or the organization too. Like, there. I think Brady Belichick is going to go down as the best quarterback coach combination ever yeah i think i think the only the only people that were yeah no, I, I think <clears> you know and they could have done that without spygate and without deflate gate um so that's it's to me it's just kind of a shame that the these things have happened and you know they're always going to be questioned you know like yeah 30 years from now we're going to be like sitting around with like gumming our jello like oh, you remember when the patriots were cheating all that stuff you know and, and in general, you know, uh, as an outside observer, as we are, it's like, how many things need to happen before a, a, a franchise is put under more of a microscope? It's like, mm-hmm. it wasn't that long ago since Spygate happened. Yeah. You know? um, I mean, there's a lot of rules in, in place to, you know, make sure the stuff doesn't, you know, the, the game is has integrity or whatever. But yeah. um, there's, obvi- you know, these, these teams are ultra competitive and they're... Oh, yeah. Um, old, always trying to find the loopholes yeah. and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, we're not sitting here talking about them using the ineligible receiver stuff. What, what mm, no, not at all. I mean, I think, to me, that was smart football. To me, absolutely. The, the standpoint I took on that uh, was exactly that. I was like, oh, leave it to Belichick to figure out a loophole that no one else has yeah. employed before. Completely legal. Right. And not even th- something I think that they should close as no. a loophole. Like, no. it, like if a guy's in and he stays in, you don't have to report yeah. twice as eligible, right? Yeah. Like just that's, that's the rule. That's the way it is. Yeah. So, uh, you know, teams just need to pay better attention to that stuff. It's now that it's been done. You know, teams now have to take that into account. Right. Um, they have to need to watch for it or whatever, and that's just part of the game. So, to me, that 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 was clever. Whereas, you know, deflating balls is stupid. <laughs> and partially, maybe even unnecessary from the other stuff you talked about. Yeah. Hey, they did just fine without him that way. Yep. You know. Just, just I'm I'm right there with you. Like, do they did they even need to do any of this? You know? Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, that's what makes it just kind of baffling, I guess. Like, why risk your re- reputation? Why risk right. you know, uh, 
you know, I don't know. It just it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, like, I mean, I, yeah, obviously, uh, we know this podcast is about football, but sometimes we spin it to other sports. You know, mm-hmm. um, spinning, I spin it to basketball for, for this example, where it's like, throughout my lifetime of watching basketball, I've seen some of the best players in history uh, consistently just badger the refs for every foul they don't get. For yeah. every goal. It's like... It's like a known thing in basketball. Like yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. done it. You know, from like Carmelone to LeBron James to people ten years down the line will still do it. Mm-hmm. It's like such a part of the, the pro game. But it's like when you talk about these guys that are Hall of Fame quality, have won championships, are amazing players, the best players on earth at that sport. Why do you need a badger ref for for a foul? It's like you already you know Yeah. It's like, oh you you're Carmelone, you're one of the best power forwards ever, you're one of the fifty best players ever. You're yeah. Like, why do you need to, why do you need to fight with the ref about that that one and one you didn't get or you thought you got or yeah. the makeup call he never gave you or you know it's just like why do you need to do that you're already at such a level such a pantheon yeah but you got to that level of being that competitive you know right I mean well sure competitive is fine I just I don't feel like being competitive with a ref be competitive with who you're yeah. playing against right yeah it's yeah like, I know what you mean Brady, yeah. like Brady will give it to the refs when he feels like they're mm-hmm. they're not on it and he's trying to go hurry up or something like that. I've seen Peyton do that. I've seen, yep. you know, I've seen plenty of players yell at refs for assorted reasons. But it's like the great when the great players are doing it consistently all the time. That's kind of what my example was. With, yeah, with yeah. The basketball players. It's like you're known for that at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's unnecessary. Yeah. There might be that one situation where there's that one kind of questionable call, and yeah. you know, that's that's what they're going and for. So it's like they're, they're to make to sure that they have the every in, yeah yeah every oh, advantage. I understand Possibly. it. It's just in principle, I'm like, mm, yeah. you're already one of the best, if not the best, at yeah. your position, maybe in the game at the at the time. And right. why? Why? You know. Mm-hmm. Being competitive is great. That, that's one of the things I think both of us love about sports so much. Mm-hmm. But you know, to me, that's like, oh, I I lost a buzzer beater in my in my pickup game. I'm so competitive. I'm going home and like yell at my family about it. <laughs> Does it make sense to me? You know, like. Right. Oh, you don't do that? I don't lose. So. Oh, snap. <laughs> you weren't ready. <laughs> wow. Okay, all right. <sighs> but we digress. I think uh, we've tried to pump up Deflategate as much as possible. Oh, I like it. I like it. That's all I had left. Yeah, it's just a bunch of hot air anyway. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Let's see how much time we can fill with these. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. So we're 38 minutes or so in. Yeah. You want to you wanna cover anything else? I mean, we, did, we were going to cover the NFC draft kind of as our next topic. and um, But, I mean, Deflategate was just kind of the topic yeah, of the I day. Think, I think we had to attack the, uh, the hot button issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the NFC discussion can still kind of be out there yeah um you know one thing actually interesting that happened was a couple of the high draft picks well the, the one first rounder and then the third rounder guy both tore their acls out for the year yeah like that sucks oh, if you pick those guys oh man uh, yeah. the number three pick right the jaguars yeah number three pick dante fowler and the jaguars i'll give them credit they they came out with a statement and said they read after the news broke that he got hurt they said um you know we're gonna we're gonna stand by him. We're gonna sign him like like we would, and everything yep. like that. Like we're we've invested in him for more yeah. than just this year. Yeah. Um. And that's I think that's a cool statement to come out. I don't think like players early draft picks have been hurt before, and mm-hmm. you know all that. And I think it's 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 a cool gesture from them to do that. And you know he uh, there's there's uh, some video footage on NFL Network about him like him signing his contract and like you know it's cool it's cool to see. Yeah. Uh, but. Man, what a what a bummer! I know, like, right? You know, to miss getting to play that first year, yeah. um, <laughs> to miss getting to play uh, against Jimmy Garoppolo instead of Tom Brady, right? And have a chance to actually win that game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for, you know, for for Dante Fowler in particular, I mean, he played at Florida, gets drafted by Jacksonville. Yeah. He's gonna have home fans there for sure. Yeah. You know, like your family's gonna be there, all that stuff, and they're not gonna get to see you this year. It's it's tough. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, in a way. You know, he gets to sit on the bench and watch a lot of film and kind of you can, and do a bunch of rehab, maybe get stronger and whatever. I mean, it's you never know. It might work out for him. You never know. Um, um, got players, obviously, players, professional athletes. I mean, 
we we want to play. That's how that's how it is. But yeah. you gotta once something like this happens. I mean, you can't just sit there and be like, oh, I wish I was out there. Of course, you wish you were out there. Yeah. But you know, when you get out there, how are you gonna make the most of it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, it's it's such a bummer though. I really felt bad for for him when I heard that. But then you know, because it was I, like the first like the first drill in the first scrimmage you yeah. know the first you know the first day of yeah. minicamp or whatever and it's just like oh crap yeah. and, and that's <laughs> the thing with, with an ACL injury you know or like um, an Achilles injury or injuries like that where it's just they can happen routinely at times not to scare people on the on the on the podcast here but it's like you know an ACL injury that can be a bad cut yeah it could be like your your spike getting stuck in the ground oh sure yeah, yeah yeah like look how um, like uh, like Reggie Wayne got hurt this year the mm-hmm. same way like uh, you know, yeah. he didn't get hit, right? He just no. He's a, the 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 pass for whatever reason it was a little bit behind him, which yeah. is a surprise from from luck, obviously. But you know, he kind of had to reach back for it, and he sort of slowed down. And when he reached back for it, his his bike just kind of got stuck in the ground. Yeah, and it just enough of a twist, ACL. You yeah. Know, yep. Out, and that's that's how. I run, that's how easy it can be. Yeah, surprising it doesn't have more. I mean, it's yeah, it's just crazy. knowing the mechanics of a knee. It's yeah. like it's not you know it's not that well constructed for yeah, right. for this type of activity, right? Yeah. <laughs> for the amount of stopping and starting that linebackers do. Yeah, you know, right. Or running backs. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a that was one little bit of news from the last week or two. Well, I don't know. This could be an opportunity for us to talk about some of the. Uh, the the greatest of conversations that oh, we yeah. have. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, we did, I know we did running backs a while ago. Mm-hmm. Walter Payton. Uh, Walter, Walter. <laughs> um, I think we could, you know, we could try and bring up one of those kinds of topics again. Or yeah. Do we, I want to say quarterbacks, but do we even have time for the quarterbacks? One? Oh, man. But I feel like that's it's so one, complicated right that's now. That's the one we dance around all the time. <laughs> you know? And right now, is this the perfect time to talk about it? I know. I just we should have this conversation in about four or five years once Aaron Rodgers is done with his career. Mm. I think it might change change my answer. You think it'll change your landscape? It might, yeah. Man, he's he's nuts. He's painfully good. Yeah, but four or five years from now, we'll be saying, "Well, we should wait another four or five years." So luck is done oh, with so his. Oh, so luck's done, and then done we can his. measure him to everybody. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. I mean, the NFL Network right there had. Four of the top top guys, right? Yeah. And Brady, Marino, Elway, and uh, Montana. Someone I'm sure is near and dear to your heart. Old Joe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you have a Do you have a clear cut kind of number one quarterback ever? You know, I Brett Favre. Oh, Favre, ruining my Sundays for so many years. <laughs> Doesn't I understand? Um, Phil Simms. I, I feel like no. Jeff Hostetler. Uh, <laughs> I think. It's it's so hard, and not for uh, for obvious reasons, it's so hard not to just say Montana, right? Because yeah. it's like all the things when when we talk about the best quarterbacks ever, I think we talk about elements with you, with each of them, right? Like yeah. Brady and Rodgers, they just throw such perfect passes. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah. they just place passes so like uh, like just amazingly well. Um, <clears throat> Steve Young could just like look like he's throwing a ball hundred miles an hour, and it just like lands in a bucket, you mm-hmm. know, down the field. Uh, Marino, Elway, I think we're more known for just like just chucking it all over the yard and having the crazy yeah. arms. But it's like you talk about elements that you talk about command of offense with Peyton and uh, you know just knowing everything about everything. But it's like Montana kind of had all of those things. Yeah, right? like he didn't have to rifle it all over the field because the offense wasn't designed that way. But mm-hmm. like you know, hey, short drop, throw a quick slant. It takes some arm strength to do that. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Going play action, throwing it forty yards down the field, it still takes arm strength to do that. It's not mm-hmm. like his arm was weak. It's just I think he was more known for. I think everyone got enamored of the the Joe Cool and like the the thing of you know he was just always clutch and everything that they just took it as well. He was just that type of quarterback and it was just Walsh's system, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think the whole reason he went to Kansas City was to prove that he could he could excel outside of Walsh's system. Yeah, and like oh he only did it for a year. It's like what was he supposed to do? Have an entire career outside of Walsh? <laughs> like. You, you just kind of that, that. He did well in Kansas City, right? Like he, he didn't, did. They went to the AFC Championship game. Oh right, yeah, yeah. You know, and um, he had Marcus Allen with him. Yeah, beast. Mm-hmm. Touchdown machine. Yeah. Um, but you know, so I, I feel like I get the arguments against Montana, but in terms of all the things I mentioned, with how much of it was Walsh, how much was Jerry Rice, 
great, yeah, the team that was around great him. defense. Yeah. Um, you know, like they peaked at the perfect time where the free agency era kicked in and they had the right owner with Eddie DeBartolo yeah, yeah. willing to put money into the team and go get free agents and all like all those things. Yeah, they all they all added up. Sure. But I mean it's like, okay, does that mean that if you if the draft if the eighty four draft goes differently and and uh, Pittsburgh's aware that Terry Bradshaw's gonna have a career ending elbow injury and they draft the Pittsburgh kid Marino mm-hmm. instead of uh, a defensive end that ends up being out of the league. Yeah. Does that would now put now you're putting Marino in a almost exact situation as as Montana where it's like, oh then he's got a Hall of Fame coach. He's got a crazy team around yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He's got all the stuff that Bradshaw had, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, being the the team that they were in the seventies. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, oh, does does everything just change all of a sudden for that? You know, because yeah. the way we look at Marino is, oh, I, at least I look at him as the best because he. I feel like he never had anything around him. Yeah, you know, like, no, that's, that's right. Like, I know they they tried to put things around him, but. Not but isn't the knock that he they were it wasn't a great team so the, he he had to throw it and that's why yeah. he has all the yards well, and all so that stuff. There's, there's always a there's always something right? For, yeah. right. But I just think the the sophomore year that he had was too yeah. crazy to not talk about. Like, oh yeah, yeah. 1983 when not everyone's throwing it like mm-hmm. they are now for him to put up 5,000 yards. Yeah. And all those touchdowns and everything it's pretty crazy. Yeah. With receivers that we're not talking about. It's one of the best you know? like single year performances by a quarterback ever for sure. But I think he, I do think he's one of the, he's absolutely one of the very top guys. Um, I, I really want to say Aaron Rodgers. I mean, just yeah. like he's kind of like he's got it all. Like he's super smart. He's like super accurate. Throw on the run. He can, you know, he can be limping around the pocket and still beat you. Like he's, you know, he's nuts. Yeah. It, um, it, but it, I think it's a little too early to say. Right, and that, that's my only thing with Rodgers. It's just yeah, it's too early to say. And I mean, I don't, I don't get caught up in the whole rings conversation about it because I don't feel like yeah. great quarterbacks don't always just win rings, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, Elway didn't get his till the very end of his career. And he, like, he was still a great quarterback at that time, but he wasn't Elway. He wasn't like yeah. the gunslinger Elway, right? Mm-hmm. They were a power run, Shanahan scheme, you mm-hmm. know, Troll Davis ran for 2,000 yards each year. Yeah. We know what kind of team they were, right? <laughs> um, you know, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm not I'm not as against the Rodgers uh point as i have been in the past just mm-hmm. because yeah the more you say like oh the time will tell time will tell time's telling us that he's awesome yeah time yeah. is telling us that he's crazy good yeah you know and again just like the example with montana like all the elements that we talk about he's good at all those mm-hmm. he has command of the offense mm-hmm. he can throw some of the best passes you've ever seen uh and you know both on the run and mm-hmm. just sitting there back in the pocket like yep. there are times where you're like yeah we can't stop him like mm-hmm. we literally can't stop him. Yeah, and I think that's that's what separates him from from the other quarterbacks right now. You know. Yeah, I, I've said on here that I thought that Peyton was the best of all time, at to, uh, and I think I'd kind of revise that to say he's he's the best at certain things. Right. That there's ever been. And that, that's that's why I break things up into elements. Right? Yeah. Because I don't think you know it's it's fair to do that. Like, oh well, Rodgers can throw on the run. Yeah, Tom Brady can barely move his legs. He's not, he's not an athlete. So yeah. being able to throw on the run, what does that, that say when you compare him to the other guys? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, throwing on the run. Well, Rodgers, Steve Young, probably, I don't know, like Warren Moon. Like there's there's guys that yeah. can throw on the run because they're Randall just Cunningham. able to, right? Randall Cunningham. They're just able to. Mm-hmm. Fran Tarkenton. Like, why is that a Fran Tarkenton? More like run forever and then throw. <laughs> Get chased around. Right? The, <laughs> I don't take away anything from Fred Tarkenton. Yeah. He was yeah, crazy. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, it's like when you just say, oh, who's the best quarterback ever? It's so hard to define because yeah. you look at all those elements and you're like, well, this guy was clearly better than the rest of the guys at this. But then that's just one of six things that make a great quarterback. I think Peyton was probably, is probably, I mean, that was, a year from now what we're saying was, but is... Probably the best ever at um, breaking down a defense, confusing a defense, you know, with kind of uh, decoy calls and all that kind of stuff. But uh, just understanding what the defense is trying to do oh, against yeah. him, there's yeah. probably nobody who's better. I think in terms of the chess match, um, the best guys that I've seen do it, you know, he's he's the best that I've seen figure out a defense. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see him figuring out a defense throughout yeah. a game. Like, oh, you ran that on me in the second quarter. I saw that, and I remembered it. And then now, when you try to run it on me again in the third quarter... I, instead of throwing my first read, 
uh, you think I'm going to go to my hot read, I'm going to pump that way, and then this other guy's wide open. Like, mm-hmm. you see him do this during games. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like, I've seen Brady do it too, but I don't feel like I see Brady do it as regularly. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's like, it's more Peyton's calling card than Brady's, is what I'm saying. Yeah. In terms of really being like a surgeon out there mm-hmm. and figuring people out. So if you had a, you had to, if you had a mount of comeback, would you take uh, Montana, Brady, or Elway? Wow. That amount of comeback. Yeah. You're down by six. You got to need a touchdown to win the game. Got two minutes left, 80 yards to go. Yeah, down. Man, that's, that's <laughs> I love this question because there's, there's so many, there's so many things that play into it. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, for, for that situation, I would take either Brady or Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not, not in that order. Uh, but just because I think in those situations, the guys that have the most command, you know, of, of their entire scheme mm-hmm. and are still also figuring out what the defense is doing, mm-hmm. maybe not to Peyton's level, but still able to. Uh, Elway obviously has ha, has had his crazy good comeback drives, and I think statistically he might be the best one of the best comeback quarterbacks ever. Yeah. But to me, I err on the side of like a guy with that crazy of an arm. Man, he's just going to be able to make some tight throws. Yeah, but yeah. he's also going to probably take chances. Yeah, more so than yeah. I didn't put Favre in there right, on purpose a, for a reason. <laughs> um, and that's I think where Brady and Montana are just gonna they're just gonna like move the chains. They're gonna keep executing. Yeah. And, at some point, Elway's going to be like, I want to go for the, the throat. And yeah. that's what you, you love, but you... I kind of forget now, because it's been a long time since Montana played, but yeah. I, I'm sure he was excellent at managing the clock. That's one yeah. thing I'm really impressed with Brady about, though, is yeah. like, in that situation, yeah. of, of current players anyways, I'd want oh, yeah. Brady just because he, he's going to make the most of those two minutes. Absolutely. It's going to yeah. be four seconds here, seven seconds here. He's going to just like work it, you know, and you're, yeah. just, you're going to want to stop him and you're going to want to keep him in bounds and you're just not going to be able to. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, we're, I don't think Rodgers is anywhere off that. I don't think he's off that list. I no, think sure, yeah. He's also someone you'd want. I mean, we've seen him do it time and time again. But I don't know. I mean, we've talked about Rodgers a lot here, and I think that maybe Rodgers is getting to that point of like, well, hey, they've got the perfect system around him. Yeah. You know, like, it speaks to all of his skill sets. Mm-hmm. They, they're able to pump receivers in there and just let them roll, and it's like, well, how much of it is a system? You know, like, Rodgers can do everything, sure. Yeah. But he's in a perfect system, too. Well, I mean, they've taken his skill set and built around it, right? Right. Like, so, but I just mean, like, was was Montana successful because Washington system could have worked for anybody? Oh, I see. Or was it just yeah, because yeah. it could it worked for Montana and it did? Yeah. No, that's a good if, point. If system's the argument, I feel like, what are they supposed to do? Not build the right system? You know, like, that's where I get caught up in. Like, uh, yeah, even RG3, his first year, system. they just they schemed around what he they knew right. he could do, and they were really successful. Yeah. And then after that, it just, like, yeah. fell off a cliff. I mean, look at look at what the Steelers have done with Roethlisberger. They've taken it from, from the first Super Bowl that they won with him, his rookie year, mm-hmm. to now. Yep. They're, like, night and day differences in terms of the yep. offense that they run, right? They went from the ground and pound Steeler style, like mm-hmm. Smash Mouth, to oh no, we've got speed and Ben will run around and you can't sack him mm-hmm. and he'll chuck it deep and that's our game. Yeah, that's yeah. Our game, you know, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just scheme. Scheme has much to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's based. That's that's been a really interesting evolution to watch the Steelers because uh, it's basically as he's grown in his abilities, they've just adjusted along with him, right. and it's pretty impressive. Uh, it's pretty awesome what they've done. Yeah, you really look back at it. Mm-hmm. So best ever for you is Marino? Is that what you said? I think best ever is Marino um, because he's, to me, at least statistically, he did the most with the least mm-hmm. in terms of everything we could take into account. Um, Why didn't they build a scheme around him? I don't know. <laughs> this is a great question. Yeah, great Hall of Fame coach. And sure, yeah, yeah. You know, Should have known to build something around him. Maybe they tried and it didn't work. I don't really know. Who's the GM during while he was there? No idea. Hmm. No idea. Um, but in terms there's a reason of, you don't know because the guy wasn't successful didn't build a scheme around right. Marino <laughs> um, but no I just mean like to get a guy I know he's going to play 17 years and, and beat Dan Marino I mean yeah yeah, yeah you'd uh, take that every day obviously yeah. yep hmm I don't know 10 years from now 15 years from now who are we going to say is the best ever 15 years from now I might be surprised if we're not saying it's Rodgers but the, the thing with the thing with that is yeah, the argument against rings, it exists until the quarterback you're talking about wins a ring, right? It's yeah. like, 
Marino, that's where things fall short for him with everybody. Mm-hmm. But my argument against rings is like, well, did Bradshaw win four rings because he was the best quarterback of his time or because of the situation, right? Yeah. Like, compare him to Marino, who would you take? You'd never yeah. question that, you know, for the most part. Um, and then it's like, oh, well, if by the time it's all said and done, Rodgers went to one Super Bowl and won it. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 his resume. Yeah. You know, um, I don't think that's going to take away from from what he's done. Yeah, you know? no, I think you're probably right. I mean, especially if he, I mean, you know, if he keeps getting to uh, NFC Championship games he's and stuff. There, it's, he's winning MVPs along the way. Yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. building his resume, yeah. you know. I mean, statistically, Peyton really, I mean, he does have a, there's an argument to be made. Just with the yeah. M- with the MVPs, the what MVPs, four times? The MVPs, yeah. He's got all, um, he's got the touchdown yards, touchdowns, yeah. all that stuff. But and that's that. It's just for him, and it, it is the the big games that bring yeah. him back, bring him back to earth, right? right? So. And I mean, people over over the time, uh, people said that about Marino too. I mean, they only went to the one Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's like Peyton's been to two now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Won one, lost one, um, and uh, I guess it's. It takes, I think, it takes away from Peyton's legacy to yeah. see him play it this late in his career because right. he's not the same guy. Yeah, and you know, like if you, like if you if you remembered him from like four years ago or something, and yeah. like that's when he stopped, you'd be like, oh man, he was so amazing. Like, oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, and that's, I mean, for Marino to play 17 years, that's something he talked about too. Like mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I think my arm can still make all the throws, but can my brain process the information fast enough? Oh really? To Is that was the problem? <laughs> along the lines of what he said. Huh. You know? And so, you know, yeah, I, I still think he's the best at all of the things we've talked about in terms of that. But then you go, well, it's, it's, that's why it's, it's intrinsic, right? What weighs more heavily with you, clutch yeah. factor? Because then guys like Rodgers, Montana, yep. Brady, they're going to win those arguments, yeah. right? And Marino had plenty of comebacks. Oh, we had plenty of comebacks. Yeah. But it's a clutch factor in the postseason. Is a clutch factor right, right, in the right. Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, if you only made one Super Bowl, clutch factor in the Super Bowl doesn't really matter. I mean, you right. can. It's it's perfectly reasonable to say like the goal of playing football is to win the Super Bowl. Yep. Therefore, the mo- guy with the most Super Bowls, you got to consider him as best quarterback yep. ever, right? And that that leaves it to Brady and Montana. Brady and Montana, Bradshaw. Bradshaw. <laughs> that's, that's, that's and, yeah, that's the problem yeah, that's with that. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bradshaw too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, and not the, the best well, quarterback ever. Is it then? Is it just about getting the Super Bowl, or is it about winning it? Because mm-hmm. then getting there sometimes, yeah. you know, like we said, Jim Kelly, really hard, really hard to win it when you're not getting there. Jim Kelly made it to four. Mm-hmm. Elway made it to five. Mm-hmm. Right? He was zero for three. Yeah. Like think about just think about those last two years didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not, that's that's a lot to say, but it's just yeah. Like, going to that fourth Super Bowl, it's like, yeah. are you going to be Jim Kelly? Right. Where's his legacy at that mm-hmm. point? Right. You're wondering. Mm-hmm. Then there are guys, I mean, Warren Moon, most yards, most prof- yards in professional football, although yeah. it wasn't all in the NFL. Yeah, but, I mean, we both saw Warren Moon, and I think we both totally loved how that guy played. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, he was amazing. Yeah. And a great leader, too, so. Anyway. Yeah, the scheme. He had the perfect scheme for him. In the USFL and the CFL and the... Yeah. <laughs> Every team he played for. Every team had a perfect scheme. He's not a good player. The scheme is perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. God, I hate that shit. <laughs> All right. Well, that's been an hour. All right. Should we cut it off? Let's cut it. All right. Whew. Deflate gate and best quarterback ever debate. Feels right. Yeah. That's about right. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, that's not how it works. Ah. Whatever. Technology. It's been the Slant and Go coming to you from Noor's house. Yes. <laughs> Hello. All right. You can find us on the Twitter sphere. <laughs> yeah. You at sure can. Slant and Go. Uh huh. We also have a blog. Mm hmm. TheSlantandGo.com. You can find us there. We're on Instagram, but I think there's one photo still. Or you can go to Noor's personal Facebook account. <laughs> Narble Cinder. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Narble Cinder. Is it about time to make a Facebook account? Is that what you're telling me? Maybe. Oh, maybe. Um, we are, we promise that we're going to do some periscoping soon. So if you don't know what periscope is, it's an app. So get the app and then follow us, the slant and go. Big surprise on periscope. And uh, just watch for us to do some stuff on periscope because it's going to be, it could be, I think it has a lot of potential to be cool. Could be the next big thing. Get yeah. on, get on board. <laughs> All right. Out.